So would somebody read verses 1 to 5? For it is superfluous for me to write to you about this ministry to the saints, for I know your readiness, of which I boast about you to the Macedonians, namely that Achaia has been prepared since last year, and your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I have sent the brethren in order that our boasting about you may not be made empty in case, so that, as I was saying, you may be prepared. Otherwise, if Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to speak of you, will be put to shame by this confidence. So I thought it necessary to urge the brethren that they would go on ahead to you and arrange beforehand your previously promised bountiful gift, so that the same would be ready as a bountiful gift and not affected by covetousness. Well, I mean, given their track record, I mean, it's not like Paul really needed to talk to them about this. I mean, their zeal in in wanting to participate in this collection and beginning the collection, it had been an inspiration to other people. You know, that that's, that's really kind of amazing and encouraging. Uh, he says, you know, I boast about you to the Macedonians. You've been ready since last year. Your zeal has stirred them up. Now don't fall behind your disciples. It wouldn't be a shame after the Macedonians heard all the great things about Corinth's eagerness. And then they come and find them unprepared. So he's saying, you know, really make sure you like translate this desire into action. And, uh, you know, the collection's kind of in the doldrums right here, and he wants to stimulate them to, uh, to do that, to, to inspire them to, uh, to grow in that. Paul said, you know, I'd be a, I'd really kind of be embarrassed, not to mention they're embarrassed. If the Macedonians came, I'm like, you're not really ready, and there's not really much contribution, and wow, I mean, I've told everybody how eager you were. So he's really motivating them again, and that's why he sent these brethren ahead. Kind of an advanced team to ensure the success of this project and to make sure that there's not going to be some really awkward moment when he gets there and they don't have a collection. Um, and, and so they really need to fulfill their work and make sure that it is a bountiful gift not affected by covetousness. That's the end of verse 5, and that is the challenge. You know, as I said, in theory, everybody wants to give a lot. In practice, greed diminishes our generosity. And that's what he's trying to deal with. Thoughts and comments on this. Jason. Was this the same collection that Paul had tried to get started in 1 Corinthians 16? Yeah. Yeah. They gave them instructions about it in chapter 16. Evidently, they may have known about it even earlier than that. Because he seems to kind of be, you know, giving some more details even there. Chuck. Well, I don't think right now he's thinking about the receiving end, though he is going to talk in a couple sections from now about some of what he thinks will happen as a result of this collection with those who receive it. So there's going to be an aspect of that, but I don't know that this is here. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't know that really he's thinking about their disappointment. I don't even know how much the Jerusalem brethren knew about this collection at this point. Um, so, I mean, 
these things are generosity issues. You know, I don't know that it's for the person receiving the help to be disappointed. of the other, so we'll be on the receiving end if we come to be in need. And that's God's plan. So. Uh, so 6 to uh, 11. Well, here's the farmer's dilemma. I'm, uh, you know, when, when we were growing up, Dad grew a lot of sweet corn. So that's kind of the, uh, you know, farm product I'm most uh, accustomed to. And, of course, we bought our seed and all that. We're kind of in a different eco- economy. But think about the farmer who, who gets the ears of corn. He's got two choices with each ear. Plant the seeds or eat the corn you realize that the seeds are the kernels. And so that's kind of a tug of war. You know, because the more you plant, the less you have to eat. The more you eat, the less you have to plant. And if you stop and think about it, you might enjoy it by eating it right now, but you'll gain more by sowing it. So if you lose the seed by planting it, you potentially will get more seed. And so that's kind of how he's looking at this. That the more they tax the resources giving generously, the more God's grace will replenish those. It's like sowing them a seed and getting the results back. So what happens if the farmer scrimps on the seed? Kind of cheats himself out of the harvest. In the end, he's going to have less to eat. It's kind of like, you know, it's hard that impulse control. You know, it's like they tell that story about the four-year-olds that put in different rooms and each one gets a marshmallow. And, you know, they're told that if they have that marshmallow and haven't eaten it yet, when the guy comes back in, he'll they'll get a second marshmallow and they get to eat both of them. But you know how it is. Some four-year-olds can't wait. They see that marshmallow, they got to have it right now. And some of them, they want the two. They'll wait. You know, and so... 
it's hard to restrain ourselves and sow that seed and not just eat it. But it's better off in the long run. Now, that's the, more or less the analogy that Paul is trying to use to teach some things here. As he says that God, in verse 8, is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance. You see the uh, the, the idea of, of just giving. He scattered abroad. He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplied seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed. You'll be enriched in everything. So what he apparently is saying is that the more you sow, the more you'll receive. That is what he's saying, right? God is able to make all grace about having all sufficiency in everything you have in abundance. You know, he'll multiply your seed. You know, you'll be enriched in everything. So the more you sow, the more you receive. Get this progressively larger harvest. The idea of the sowing here is using our money for the Lord. So when we give, we're not losing it, we're sowing it. We'll receive back more. Now, that is true. That is what he's saying. We sometimes resist that because people twist the rest of that. But to this point, what I've said is accurate. He's saying, it's like sowing your seed. Sow it more and you'll gain more. But the thing I want you to notice is the part I didn't read. So go back to verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. For you'll be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. So what he's saying is not, here's a cool get-rich-quick scheme. Invest a bunch in God and you'll be, have oodles and got some money to spend on yourself. It's that the most valuable thing about my financial resources is the opportunity to give them. I need to use them to serve. So when God blesses me with more, it's for more to give. God will bless the generous man with an ever-increasing surplus to serve and be more generous. After all, God's wanting the equality. And if that involves some people giving, who's he going to give the money to? The people who will give. The people who hoard it up, they're not a good they're not a good risk on God's part. So if he's going to get people who are in need to receive, he's going to have to give to the people who will give. So the idea of this is not selfish. Hey, you give more, you'll get more. Cadillac, you know, Ferrari, you know, house on the beach, you know, vacation in Europe, I don't know. No, it's not like that. But you will have more seats.